Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win, and support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. everyone and welcome back to the commons where we have conversations about school life and leadership i'm your host brian phillips and i'm joined today by a very special guest my daughter temperance temperance you say hello hi i'm delighted to have you with us thanks for thanks for coming into the office today to record a podcast with dad (laughs) (laughs) so temperance is our oldest child the oldest of our four and how old are you now 11 11 Okay, very good. I'm not that old. Not that old, not that old. (laughs) Well, Temperance is here to talk about books, one of her great loves. And on this podcast, because we uh, try to address really all aspects of school life, um, from leadership issues all the way down to things that happen in the classroom or in the homeschool, uh, I want to make sure that we don't lose sight of Uh, the students and children that are involved in the work that we do. And I know for most of us, that's not a problem, but that's one reason why I, I like to have the, the voice and input of students or kids as much as we possibly can. So on this episode, I want to get temperance's input on books. This is something that classical educators talk about an awful lot. We love talking about books. We love shopping for books. We love arguing over books. We love discussing books. Uh, and we love planning out which books we're going to read next or read with our children or have our children read. So I want to get Temperance involved in this discussion. Um, Temperance, we always we call her T. That's her nickname around the Phillips house. So Temperance, you have always enjoyed reading from from a very, very young age. Um, in fact, there have been many times that we've had to pry her away from reading to do the things that we actually needed her to do, um, which was always a bit conflicting for me. So let's talk about some of your favorite books. Sound good? Yeah. Okay. I'm going to turn the tables here. I don't know if any of you other parents out here have children that do this, but Temperance has always been the one, in addition to reading all the time, she's always been the one who will ask me, Dad, what are your three favorites blank? You name it. Or what's your four favorite? Or if you had to pick two, which would be your favorite? Or between these two book series, which one is your favorite? So the tables have turned. Now it's my turn to ask you. All right. Are you ready? Yep. Okay. Let's start. Uh, what are your three favorite book series? I know you you always love getting into book series. So let's make you pick three. 
Well, The Lord of the Rings, The Chronicles of Narnia, A Hundred Cupboards, and I think A Hundred Cupboards and The Land of Stories are tied. They're tied? For, yes. Oh, for your third? Yes. You know what you forgot? What? What about a wizard named Harry? Oh, uh, Harry Potter. <laughs> you forgot about Harry Potter? <laughs> What a, but um, I think, honestly, to just enjoy, those are probably my three favorites. Those are your three favorites? Yeah. Okay. Um, any other series? Do you have any honorable mentions not in your top ones? Um. Well, let's see. I have really enjoyed reading The 39 Clues. Okay. And um, let me see. Um, Did you write any more down? I, I would I would have to write them down or I would forget. Let's yeah. see. I love um oh yeah, the Spiderwet Chronicles and mm-hmm. Percy Jackson. I remember I loved reading Percy Jackson. The yeah. movies definitely ruined them. You think so? <laughs> yes. The movies movies can do that. That's another thing classical educators really like fussing about is how movies always ruin the books. I know. Right. That, Percy Jackson really broke the record for ruining it. Yeah, and I think sometimes when I go to conferences, I'll probably maybe I should try this. I'll when I meet someone new, I'll just introduce myself. Hi, I'm Brian Phillips. The book is better than the movie, <laughs> right? Just so we understand, always yeah. on common ground, right? Okay, so um, I tell you what, pick just pick one of those series that you mentioned, um, one of your favorites. And tell me what you like about it. Why do you enjoy reading them? Well, probably Lord of the Rings. I've really gotten into that series. Um, I love reading about how J.K. not J.K. J.R. Tolkien got the ideas for it because, like, the ints he got for dancing with his wife around the trees. And then um, I love the characters. And for me, Lord of the Rings... I love that series. There's just something about it. You can't quite put your finger on it. There's yeah. just something about it you really love about it. It's pretty it's a, a pretty magical yeah. series, isn't it? It's, and it's very interesting. One thing that I love about it is that pretty much the whole world he made up himself. Right. Right. That's uh, I I agree with you. I think the the background of it, it's both the stories um and the story behind it. Yeah. You know the what motivated him to to write all of it, and there's so much detail. In fact, yeah. there, there have been times that um, I know some people really love this about Tolkien's writing um, is that he includes so much detail about the geography, about yeah. the placement. I mean, the the maps are yeah. in such detail. The background of all the characters. Um, there's so much into it, and even the languages. Yeah. Right. And one thing that I loved about it is that. Elvish, he's, that was pretty much his life work, making his own language. In fact, he did a speech in Elvish. And so. That's right. I didn't know that till you, you told me about that. <laughs> um, I didn't know about the Ents being uh, inspired by uh, him dancing with his wife yep. among the trees either. Wow. <laughs> I learn something new from this girl every day, every day. <laughs> um, now, one thing that we have talked about, you have asked me, Approximately 2.4 million times. <laughs> if I had to choose between Lord of the Rings and Harry Potter, which ones would be my favorite? And I always I always have this kind of cop-out answer, really, <laughs> which I guess is why you keep asking me. But uh, my, my answer is always something to the effect of 
it's hard for me to choose because the series are so different. But so the same but, every yeah, time. Yeah, right. And and um, one of the things that I've really enjoyed uh, over the last, what's been, how long were we reading? We read The Hobbit together. Um, I, I was able to read that to all of the kids, The Hobbit and all three in the Lord of the Rings trilogy. Um, but one of the things you kept noticing because you had read all the Harry Potter books as well were all the similarities. Yeah. What were some of the similarities you noticed? I think probably the first one that I caught was Gandalf and Dumbledore. Right. The the gray old wizard <laughs> who, who's mysteriously disappearing and showing up at all the yeah. right and wrong times. Yeah. Um, what else? Um, well, there was the Black Riders and the Dementors. She, um, I love how J.K. Rowling loved Lord of the Rings so much. She um, put was able to put all that in it, but I wouldn't have used all that much. And then another one that I really caught is that Frodo and Harry. Mm-hmm. That was really similar. Like um, Harry's going on to find the Horcruxes, and that was one thing, the rings and the Horcruxes. Right. Um, and the only thing was that the ring, there was one ring. The Horcruxes, um, weren't there six? I think so. Yeah. I think so. Well, he had, he divided his soul, basically. Yeah. Lord Voldemort did into six or seven yep. parts, right? It was yeah. six or seven, I don't know. And remember. there are things that were in his life Mm-hmm. That, um, like the necklace, the diadem of Ravenclaw, mm-hmm. things that had mattered to him that now seemed like nothing. Yeah. And yeah. I thought that was touching. And the ring was just all evil. Right. It was all him that was now. Right, right. So once the ring was destroyed, Sauron yeah. was destroyed. Whereas yeah. with Voldemort, there were pieces. Yep. Right, that were... Um, pieces of the different characters of Voldemort. Right. Right. Um, that was, that was a very interesting observation too. But, uh, when you mentioned the similarities between Harry and, and Frodo, um, there's also that progression, um, at, at the beginning of the Harry Potter series, Harry is, um, his life is certainly not easy by any means. It's actually quite, quite awful. Um, well, Frodo had a wonderful life. Yeah, Frodo had a wonderful life. But there is that feeling, though, in both series of moving from more lighthearted to more intense and darker and, yeah. you know, scarier, more serious, I guess you could say. They get, they get more intense as it goes in on. In the Deathly Hallows, like, there's so much more death and you can tell it's very, very dark. Mm-hmm. In the third one, but at this but at the same time in the third the one, it's getting, yeah, in the return yep. of the game, it's getting lighter at the same right. time because they're getting closer and closer. While in Harry Potter, it seems like they're getting farther and farther right. from it. Right. Um, so there are a lot of similarities between the two, but there are differences yeah. also. So I noticed in your top three, you listed Lord of the Rings and you picked that one mm-hmm. to to talk a little bit more about um, what do you think are the differences, though, between Lord of the Rings and Harry Potter? I mean, we've already talked about some of them. But yeah. Can you think of any others um, that stand out to you? You've always done a really good job comparing <laughs> these two series. That's why I ask. Well, in Harry Potter, 
it's more um, jolly, sort of. Yeah. For a while. Well, at our house, we watched the first Mm -hmm. movie even as a a Christmas movie. Yeah. (laughs) It is is pretty lighthearted and pretty jolly. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas Lord of the Rings has a... It's more what it would be like if you were surrounded by evil. Right. Right. Um, Because Harry doesn't really understand anything about that world at first. And it's through his eyes. So Yeah. Um, something that we were talking about before um, before we started the podcast just earlier this morning was also um, that difference between um, magic folk and non-magic folk. Mm-hmm. In, in Harry Potter, there's that really clear yeah. dividing line of muggles and magic folk. Um, and and you never really notice it because you're looking through it in a wizard's eyes, so you never really think anything of the muggles. Well, probably yeah, because yeah. he lives with three really awful ones. Oh, I know. They're the worst. <laughs> the worst of the muggles. Um, in fact, uh, you kind of compare them and wonder sometimes, um, you know, which is worse, Dudley or Draco. Yeah. Right? Um, they're both pretty awful. Um, but there is a real clear distinction. Yeah. I remember reading something about that once where uh, someone said that th- the main fault they had with the Harry Potter series is that there was this wall between yeah. magic and non-magic, between Muggle and Wizard, and that that doesn't seem uh, doesn't seem to really reflect the way life is. But then again, I mean, it's a, it is more yeah. of a fantasy series. It's about a magical world. So, um, but I do think that that's that's interesting. That there's that pretty strict distinction between the magical world and then the normal world Mm -hmm. or muggle world uh, in Harry Potter. But in Lord of the Rings, it's all kind of blended together in a sense, except for, and this is the interesting part that we were discussing earlier, except for the Shire. Yeah. Right? The Shire seems kind of separated from all of that. But then the ruffians come and you realize it's still been touched. Yeah, it's still been affected at the very end. Um, but I wonder if that was sort of part of what Tolkien was was hinting at, is that even the Shire has yeah. to be pulled into that world because they're a part yeah. of it too, right? But the hobbits were so peaceful. And I remember Frodo. Or, or just lazy. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Content. <laughs> yeah. Um, I remember in the books, Pippin... Mary, Frodo, and Sam were all so surprised that there weren't, like, how many breakfasts didn't they have? Right. right. <laughs> yeah. I don't think they know about second breakfast. Yeah. Um, I highly doubt it, Pippin. Every, every homeschool student I know of is basically a hobbit, <laughs> just eating all day long. Um, I bet that's where um, J.R.R. Tolkien based among kids. Yeah, maybe <laughs> the so. Hobbits. Maybe so. Well, they had four children too, yeah. right? Yeah. So I'm sure their four were yep. quite a bit like our four, including you, right? I do like to eat. No. Yes. <laughs> so tell me, um, are there any books, uh, either individual books or series that you're excited to read or that you want to read coming up? I do want to try to read The Shakespeare Stealer. I've heard that that one's a really good one. And then I'm reading The Outlaws of Time. That one's really good. Oh, by Indy um, Wilson? Yeah. Yep. It's really fun looking in what you would do if you time traveled. It's really yeah, cool. Yeah. Um, and He's then, had some really good yeah. series. Yeah. And then The Green Ember. 
Ah, right. Yeah. By S.D. Smith. Yep. Um, we read The Black Star of Kingston. Yep. Right? And, I, and we read the first Green Ember, but we haven't finished the series. I know. The Green Ember the, Falls. Yeah. I can't wait to read that one. Yeah. Well, uh, Sam Smith, just in case you happen to hear this podcast, we, we do own them all. So we will get to it. We promise. Yeah. Okay. Especially um, the Ember Falls. Yeah. Any others? Um... I think that's about it right now. I mean, like, I'm sure there's more. Right. Yeah, there there are always, always tons of books, right? Yeah. The, the list of books to read is never ending, even for kids. I know that's true for adults, yeah. too. But. So one one other question. Uh, do you have, and, and this is related to how we're going to kind of tie this all up here in just a second, but do you have a favorite? I know the answer to this, but tell our readers, do you have a favorite our readers, our listeners, sorry, <laughs> we're hung up on books, aren't we? Uh, do you have a favorite place or time that you like to go read? The woods in the afternoon, because if it's all sunny and the trees look awesome, and um, if I'm laying out a blanket, and especially if I'm reading an adventure story, like if you were reading The Lord of the Rings out there, you would it would seem like the trees are dancing. Right. It's really right. fun. Yeah, it's nice to, to be out in... Out in the woods or outside when you're when you're reading a good adventure story, isn't it? Yeah. It's perfect. And of course our our cat who thinks she's a sheepdog is always <laughs> out there watching out for you. And and Temperance loves to well, if you're already in the woods outside you you can take a break and shoot your bow and arrow too. Yeah. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Pretend um, to be legless. There you go. There you go. Um now uh, Thank you again for coming on to record this with me. I always love talking books with you. I do too. Good. But uh, I I wanted to do this as a reminder to all of you homeschooling parents and teachers out there just to remember that, um, to remember the life that we're trying to not only cultivate ourselves, but to cultivate in our own children. And um, I'm really proud of Temperance and all the time that she spends uh, reading books and feeding her imagination. And um, I love that. And and let it be a reminder as well that um, sometimes the habits that we want to cultivate in our children, they can help cultivate back in us. She's been a good example to me. So for all of you out there, find that favorite place to read. Find that time to read and and make a list just like Temperance is doing already. She's, <laughs> she's being a very good example for her dad and for all of us. Um, and maybe even for your own kids, you've found some recommendations from from what she's mentioned and uh, even some thoughts on, on how to, to be a better reader. So hope you enjoyed this time. Temperance again. Thanks. You'll have to come on again sometime. Oh, good idea. Did you, <laughs> did you enjoy it? Yes. Excellent. All right. Well, that's all for now. I'm your host, Brian Phillips. Keep up the good work, everyone. We'll talk to you again soon. catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row dreaming of something better well hello fresh is your guilt-free dream come true baby it's me geeky palmer let's wake up those taste buds with hot juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi Mm. hello fresh stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at hellofresh.com let's get this dinner party started 
Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.